Hey there, and welcome to Twist Out Cancer's Midwest Region Spotlights. I'm Lindsay, and today I'll be chatting with artist Rebecca Rowan and their inspiration, Marie Wynn. We'll talk about their involvement with Twist Out Cancer, how they became participants in the Brushes with Cancer program, how their connection unfolded and developed, and what they continue carrying with them from their experience together. Hi, I am Rebecca Rowan. I am an artist, and I am working with Marie, Twist Out Cancer 2022, and I have worked with Twist Out Cancer before. This is a new a new program, and I'm very excited. My name is Marie. I am the cancer survivor. I had triple negative invasive ductal carcinoma, which is basically breast cancer. Mm. Okay, so... Rebecca, could you tell me how you got involved with Twist Out for Cancer? I got involved with Twist Out Cancer because a woman named Joelle was in the same workout class that I was in, and she was getting ready for the Brushes with Cancer event. This was many years ago, and she said, we are accepting new applications for new artists for the next season, and, you know, you do it, do it, please do it. It would be great. I love this organization. So that is how I became involved. And I was very interested because my background is that I am an art teacher. I'm also an artist, but I always feel like my best stuff, my best artwork comes out of teaching or interacting with another person. And I hadn't figured out what, how I was going to be doing that at the time. I was a little stuck myself. So Twist Out Cancer was a wonderful way for me to get involved with something that was very meaningful to me. And cancer has been in my family. My father died of a brain tumor. My aunt died of the same kind of brain tumor. And so I felt like it was a very natural connection and I I got involved right away. And can you tell me more about what kind of art you like to do and and how maybe this has influenced that? I like to do art that is less about beautiful and more about the process and the materials. And then hopefully it'll end up being beautiful. But the goal is more to tell some kind of a story and have meaning through collage and drawing and painting and different mediums, 2D not sculpture. Um, (laughs) I am a doodler and I was just sitting with my son making a card for my another son, my other son. And my older son said, you're so much better at art when you're making something for somebody. (laughs) And I, I think he's right because I am, I, I crave connection and it comes out in my artwork, I guess. Yeah. Wow. I love that. Okay, Marie. Yes. Can you tell me, can you start with telling me how you found out about Twist Out Cancer? I had a friend, well, a former coworker that was actually diagnosed with the same type of cancer that I was. She was about a year ahead of my story. You know, she had already kind of dealt with everything by the time we had reconnected on Facebook. And she had said she had the same type of cancer, which is like the rare aggressive triple negative cancer. And so she was posting about the twist out cancer and how she wanted to stay active because she thought sedentary lifestyle had been 
um, one of the determining, you know, pre pre-existing conditions or whatever for getting cancer in the first place. And so she's the one who kind of started talking about it. And then she started talking about brushes with cancer. And then I was like, you know what, I'm just going to see what it's all about. And so she kind of, her name was Rena Williams. She turned me on to kind of the whole scenario, this whole everything about this. Nice. Okay. And when you began the process, how were you two introduced to each other? And, and what was your first interaction to talk about the piece like? I applied. Oh, go ahead. You go. Well, I I just applied for it. And then I got an email with Rebecca and then Kenny hit the like coordinator person with like all their information. So after we spoke with Kenny for the introduction, Marie and I met for lunch and started just sharing a little bit about ourselves. And we have not gotten together since, but we have been having you know little exchanges here and there about getting together. And then this podcast came up. So we're still fresh in the process of the art making. And, oh. and so, so your piece hasn't finished yet. Correct. This is something oh. that the culmination that we're involved in is in either October or November. This is so fun. So you've just had your first, how many times have you met so far? In person, just one time. Wow. Okay. Tell me what that was like, how it might have been different from what you were expecting, or if you even knew what to expect. Well, Rebecca's done it before, so I didn't, I had no idea. (laughs) I was just kind of excited. We had talked on the phone or by face or Zoom or whatever it was the first time Kenny kind of got it started and then he left and we talked for a little bit that time. And then when we met in person, it was just kind of, I don't know. It was just very interesting. Rebecca's very refreshing. She's very positive. She's just a very interesting, very neat person. And we just started talking about both of our situations. And the first time she showed me some of her artwork, which was really neat to see like what she's done in the past. And it was, I just, I didn't, I had no idea what the whole thing, I just was like, I'll just try anything. <laughs> So nice. from my perspective, the process of just getting to know each other as like who you are today, to me is the most important thing. And whatever Marie and I, whatever our exchanges are, that is how I'm going to present like our our connection and our relationship in the artwork. So far, we've had like a very natural exchange of ideas I think we both know that we're here for the reason that we're here, but it can also be very hard. And I, I hope that in the end, when we, you know, come together with this culminating project that Marie will just feel like there's something in there that, that I got her. That's great. Yeah. I know the whole idea is to capture, you know, a feeling, a moment, a, feeling of getting through something very, very challenging. So Marie, what do you hope at this point, it, it is very likely to change, but what's something that you would hope that the piece would try to convey to anyone who's looking at it? Maybe someone who is dealing with cancer their, themselves, someone who is trying to support a family member. What do you hope that they might get from the piece? Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to see it. So then maybe I'll have a better answer. <laughs> um, I don't know. Just not, not, not all, not all like 
I mean, it's all bad, <laughs> but it's not all bad. <laughs> that's that's kind of beautiful. It's it's been... all it's all bad, but it's not all bad. <laughs> so, in what ways is the bad not bad? It brought my family closer, in a sense. It brought me closer to a lot of other people. It opened up just different different doors and different just a different mindset overall. Yeah, can you tell me a little? about how your family dynamic has changed since living through this? I think because part of it was I was far away from home. I'm from Illinois. I've lived in Illinois 99% of my life. And then my husband and I were travel nurses. So we were, you know, on the East Coast. And it just, my family just, and friends too, they just came through in ways I never expected. Yeah. It's it's interesting that sometimes it takes a big need for people to show up in a big way. Definitely. Can you highlight any one moment that maybe a family member or a friend it like showed up for you in a way that kind of surprised you or, or really touched you? There's probably, can I take two things? <laughs> of course, I'm sure there's a um, million. <laughs> <laughs> one was my family and some of my friends got shirts and then like every chemo, which was weekly. At one point, it was bi-weekly. At another point, they would send me pictures of them wearing, like, my one niece had, like, scrub tops with breast cancer ribbons on it. And my my brother and my other niece had gotten, like, you know, Team Marie shirts. And then they would send it to me, like, the day of my chemo or just right after. Just kind of, just a neat, you know, just kind of like an uplifting kind of, like, thing to see your family in your shirt, you know. And then my <laughs> sister... She sent me a card and like a, uh, just a trinket. Like one time it was a shirt. Another time it was like, she would send me like just a thing. And then I was having trouble with like, with my taste buds. And so she sent me like plastic silverware and just like, just little things. Like, oh, she got me a, a chemo smash mug, which since I didn't complete chemotherapy, because I flunked out of it is what I call it. Um, I never smashed the mug. So <laughs> I still have it. <laughs> is, wait, is that a thing no. where you smash the bug? You smash the mug like when you finish chemo. So I didn't get to ring the chemo bell because I failed chemo and I didn't smash the mug because oh. I didn't finish chemo. <laughs> oh, let's smash a mug. <laughs> it's got, so, it says this is my chemo mug and I will smash it into a thousand pieces when this is over. Mm -hmm. Awesome. But I just didn't finish chemo. So I got it. So you still have didn't, it. Didn't smash the mug. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, I've never heard of that. Is that a common thing to have a chemo mug or was it just something you're I think did? she. She just found it. And so then I sent it to two of my other friends because I've actually had 13 people in my life since my diagnosis that have been diagnosed with cancer. And so I sent it to two people I knew that were going through chemo. And I, I hope they smashed it. One friend said she would videotape it and send it to me, and she never did. But I'm, I'm hoping that she did. <laughs> That's great, though. So, you know, looking back at it from this side of having gone through so many different things. And now you kind of have this ability to guide people in a, in a way that is unique. Mm -hmm. What, what has been your experience with sharing your experience with those who are in the thick of it? If I could save somebody some frustration, some just whatever it is, I hope to do that. So having friends call or text or whatever saying, I'm part of your club now. I didn't want to have that. 
you know, happen for anybody. So just like tips with chemo, like things that helped me because fasting was one of the things that people don't really think about because they think, oh, I have to eat because I probably won't be able to eat for four days. But fasting for me for 24 hours before actually let me eat the day of chemo and the night after and the day after and that kind of thing. So, um, and I read a lot of books, like the one that was particularly helpful to me was like, thank your cancer, but then give it an eviction notice, Mm. you know? Yeah. I like that. Well, Rebecca, you also have a lot of people in your community, social circle, family that have faced different kinds of cancer. So in your work and in your life, what are some of the things that you've witnessed uh, from the people that are going through it and the people that are the family members of, of those living with cancer? Well, first, I just want to say to Marie that it just comes across so clearly to me that you are a person that takes care of people and to be in the position of having to accept help or ask for help or realize that you need help. It just seems like it must have been so hard and, and challenging and like just something that puts you in a whole different like universe than what you were comfortable with. Mm-hmm. It's tough. <laughs> yeah, I know. Speaking from a position of having loved ones sick with cancer. They were both very different from the work that goes on with twist out cancer. I think the common experience in Link is just loss Mm. and they are very different. So my previous experience with twist out cancer with my inspiration, my inspiration, she's still involved, but I'm not going to say her name just in case she doesn't want me to, Mm -hmm. but she is, she was a person that wanted to know literally every single detail about what was happening to her at any given time, whether it was what was happening from chemo, what was happening from radiation, but the deep, she could be an MD at this point because that knowledge made her feel better, made her feel like she had a grasp on things. So I, th- I think that that is a similar link with Marie also in that, you know, you wanted to know as much as you could. You read a ton and you want to share it with people. And all of these kinds of connections to me are what make this a common experience. I don't think any, I don't, I don't know of anybody who does very well, who does this alone. Yeah. Yeah. That has to be very hard. And, you know, Rebecca, something you said made me want to ask Marie, you, as a nurse, a medical professional, whenever I speak to someone who is in the medical profession and they are suddenly faced with a cancer diagnosis, it's kind of upending for their whole way of being because they're used to being fast-paced, taking care of other people, sort of denying themselves basic care things, not like big care things, but now it's all about you and what you can do to take care of yourself and to have others take care of you. How quick was the shift for you and how challenging was it? Oh, I fought it every step of the way. <laughs> you know, everybody was like, you got to take time to take care of yourself and you got to do it. And I'm just like, I don't even understand what that means. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't, doesn't make sense to me. 
So I just wanted to get it over with. I just mm-hmm. wanted to get back to work. I just wanted to get back to my life. And it was, it just, I just, I hated it. But I was just like, let's just go. Let's just do it and get it over with, you know, jumping in. Okay, let's just, I didn't even think about my surgery until literally I'm driving to the hospital and I'm like, I'm having surgery today. Like, I didn't even ask the surgeon where she was going to cut me. What the heck is wrong with me? Like, I always ask these kinds of questions all, you know, with my family, but I was just like, we're just going to do it. We're just going to go figure it out as we go. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to fast forward through it all. Was there a moment where you were ever forced to slow down or, you know, someone else insisted, this is the time that I need you to just sit and we're going to do everything for you? Well, yeah, because I, like I said, I flunked out of chemo. So I, (laughs) we had, I had four or two hospitalizations for four days apiece because I was so sick. I wasn't even healthy enough to be outside, you know, in the normal, in a normal environment. And it was like, I was traveling back and forth to Illinois because my daughter had had her first baby and I wanted to be a part of everything here. And my husband's like, it's, you're too weak for this. And it's, who's too weak? (laughs) But I don't know. I just, you just, yeah, just wanted to just get through it all. But I was told several times to stop doing something or and it was in the middle of COVID too. So then it's another thing like, is it even really safe for me to be flying with people with COVID? And I just didn't even care. <laughs> yeah. So I imagine this is probably, I don't know what it's, what is it like to talk about, you know, those experiences with other people and especially knowing that something is about to be created to represent your cancer journey and your life, you know, as a person living with cancer? What is, have you thought about it? What is going through your mind when you hear that? I don't, I, I'm just, I'm excited to see the after, you know, the final product or whatever. And I know Rebecca had written down my, I had told her a story about my leopard print slippers and she'd written that down. And I was like, hmm, but I'm so like plain Jane, these slippers are not me. And I was going to wear them to chemo because I'm like, I'm going to go in my pajamas and just go how I want to, because I sleep through the whole thing anyway. And, and it was just like, I walked outside and I was like, I can't really go in my slippers. I just can't do it. <laughs> but, um, you were like, go know. throw I'm caution just... to the wind. I'm going to be a new person. Actually, <laughs> I'm still me and I'm not going to wear these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I get, I get brave. And then I'm like, nope. <laughs> But and I did get I got a lot of compliments on like my hats because I would wear like goofy hats and stuff just for because my hair was obviously falling out and I never really lost it all because I cold capped but I lost the majority of it like I'd say ninety five percent of it so I wore hats but I had people like oh my god your hat is so cute and I don't know which one was your favorite hat I had this like black um, it had a little flower on the side it was it was just plain black it was all black but it was. It just was, had like a little rim and it was a, I think they call it like a newsboy cap or something. That yeah. one I think I got the most compliments and it was the most comfortable because <laughs> your skin really, anything that touches it is just, it's very harsh. So yeah, that was soft. That's great. Well, Marie, what would you tell someone who is considering participating in Twist Out Cancer or Brushes with Cancer as, you know, a subject, an inspiration? Oh, do it. Hopefully it's great for all the healing process. (laughs) Yeah. And Rebecca, what would you say to an artist who's maybe considering it or has just found out about it? I would say absolutely do it. If you 
feel like connection is a part of your work. If you want to have a more, you know, a more rich experience with another individual, but if it is an artist who is interested in just doing their own thing, then that I would not recommend that person to twist out cancer. And I think that it becomes very clear very soon whether or not people are going to fit with twist out cancer. Mm. I also, I also have a question that I'm going to, I'm going to tell, I I don't know. I just want to tell you and Marie that this is a question in my mind and not, not to be answered right now, but a question that came to my mind as we're talking is when you're in the midst of going through cancer treatment, how much of yourself is consumed by cancer? And then as the days and months and years go on, how has it shifted to being less about cancer and more about you again and what you feel as you, how it's been integrated into yourself? And it's just an, sort of something in my mind that I like have an imagery about or for. So that's what I'm thinking. And since Marie and I haven't had as many meetings as some people you may have talked to, I think I was just thinking that that's something I wanted to talk with her about. I'd say during, I mean, I, I could exaggerate and say a hundred percent, but it's, it's probably 90 just because it's, it's always there. And it's like this cloud looming over your head, no matter what you are doing or planning or, you know, thinking, talking about whatever it's like, and people, sometimes some people don't want to mention it and other people want to hear everything. Like even invasive questions that you would never you know, you're not, I'm not that close with you. Why would I answer that question? <laughs> you know, and then going through it now, it's like, it's there. It's always, I feel like it's always still there, but it's not a huge part of my life anymore. Since I, last August, I got the, you know, I'm cancer-free diagnosis kind of thing. It's, it's just more of, I have to keep in the back of my mind that my follow-ups are important and, you know, just leading a healthy lifestyle is very important, but, and that I've had a, I'm a risk just because I've always had it kind of thing, but it's, it's only maybe 20% of my life now versus, cause I, you know, doctor's appointments and all that crap, but the rest of my life is like, I don't feel like even it was me, like it was another person yeah, mm-hmm. or like a twin or, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I have one other thought because you kept saying that you chemo failed and <laughs> I imagine that that was also something that was hard to hear where people were like, look, this very normal treatment that most people get is not something that we can continue to give you. Mm-hmm. What was going through your mind when you heard that? Oh, I was so mad. I was so angry because you you know that the the best chance of being cancer free at the end is doing everything that you're supposed to be doing, you know. And so, sixteen treatments is what I was supposed to have, and when I got to Number nine, I found out that I couldn't do it anymore or risk the rest of my life. Like the cancer is not going to kill me now. The treatment is, you know, that kind of thing. So I was so mad because one of the things going into this, I was like, I can't wait to ring that stupid bell at chemo (laughs) because that's like the signal that like you climb the mountain or or whatever. But I'm still disgruntled about the (laughs) stupid bell. (laughs) But um. In the end, everything was worked out, you know, in my favor anyway, because there was no cancer detected on my pathology. So yeah, I had enough. 
I guess I had I had enough of the treatment that I, you know, didn't need the whole treatment, but it just still it's one of those things like you want to cross that finish line. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't. But I did, but I didn't. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> you, you you kind of skipped a grade, you know? Right. Yeah. You just you didn't walk at graduation, but you still got right. the diploma. Right. Kind of yeah. Yeah. Well, Marie and Rebecca, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today. Is there anything you want to say to anyone who might be listening before we go? Look up Twist Out Cancer and learn about Jenna and how she started the program and how much it has grown over the years. And it is a simple idea of matching artists with people who have experienced cancer in some way or form and made really meaningful relationships. That's great. I love that. I just think it's a great opportunity for anyone and why not? <laughs>